What a customer was eating five years ago is completely different now. So you've got to stay sharp on that market front. Because food waste really starts at the farm and then it finishes at the end of a scraped plate. This is the Food and Beverage Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. Hi, and welcome to today's Food and Beverage Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Maggie Shin. CBD products are exploding in the marketplace as more consumers hear about CBD's reported health benefits. There are a range of CBD products in the marketplace today, but what exactly is CBD? How is it made? And what does the future hold for this category? Here to give us a crash course on CBD, as well as discuss the science behind it and its place in the market right now, is Kate Kinnison, VP of Sales and owner of Rad Extracts. Welcome to the podcast, Kate. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm really happy to have you here, Kate. I think this will be a great educational opportunity to learn a little bit more about CBD and questions uh, surrounding this category. But first, I wanted to kind of delve into where the name Rad Extracts came from. Can you tell us a bit about that? So we are actually, we're a family-owned business, and me, me, my brother, my mom, and my dad um, and Barrett and I, my brother, <clears throat> are both natives to Colorado, and a lot of locals, um, a lot of locals refer to our state as like a rad state, Colorado. So it's kind of in the name of Colorado. Uh, we do a lot of rad things here. So you know, between mountain stuff, of hiking, biking, snowboarding, skiing, you know, you name all the active things that we can do, we do them here, um, and. The other thing, so we really wanted that to be a part of, you know, our name and where we're coming from. But the other kind of key element was that the Colorado is actually an ideal climate for growing hemp. Um, we're dry here. We're, we don't have very much humidity. So it makes growing and drying out the hemp material very easy. We really want that to be a fundamental part of, of our brand. Um, the other thing with Colorado is that we have really amazing genetics here. We've been growing hemp since the farm bill passed. And um, so our genetics are really superior here. And so we really wanted Colorado to be a fundamental and key component to our brand. That's a great story. I love that background. So you talked a little bit about the soil and the conditions being in Colorado as you guys are. Let's talk about CBD itself and delve into that. What is CBD, Kate? Yeah, so CBD is <clears throat> stands for cannabidiol. Um, it is one of hundreds of phytocannabinoids that are in the naturally occurring in the hemp plant. Um, so it is one of many, many, many beneficial phytocannabinoids that are in the hemp plant. So mm-hmm. we don't really focus on just CBD here at Rad Extracts. We focus on the whole plant compounds. So phytocannabinoids, which are essentially CBD, CBG, CBC, all the minor and major cannabinoids, um, as, well, as well as the trace amounts of THC in it. Um, <clears throat> but it also, you know, benefits are mostly anti-inflammatory. Um, it's neuroprotectant. A lot of the 
and it really comes down to all being together. So the phytocannabinoids, the terpenes, the flavonoids, all of those compounds in that plant working together in a synergistic feature um, to really have the maximum benefits for individuals who are using it. Mm. So tell us a bit about hemp extracts. What kinds are out there? What the differences are? Hemp extracts is going to be a solvent um, extracted product. So all hemp extracts have to have a solvent to extract the cannabinoids, terpenes, um, all of those phytonutrients. So extracts are going to have, either you're, you're going to use food-grade alcohol, CO2, companies use butane, any type of solvent to pull out those, those phytocannabinoids. Um, it's how you make hemp extract. Then there's a lot of different types of hemp extract. You have full-spectrum hemp extract, you have broad-spectrum hemp extract, you have distillate, you have isolates. Um, our, our kind of focus here at RAD is creating the highest quality and premium full-spectrum extracts. So we produce what we call a cold-extracted full-spectrum um, oil, and it is going to be high in terpenes, high in flavonoids, high in phy- all phytocannabinoids. So it's going to have CBD, CBG, um, CBC, trace amounts of THC in that as well. So it's going to have all of the compounds in it, and it's going to be as close to the plant's natural form as possible. Um, we don't do further, we try, we, we don't do a lot of further processing here because uh, we really want to have that synergistic effect and have the entourage effect with our products. We want this to have be the most beneficial product we can put onto the market and be the most effective product. And by creating a premium full spectrum product extract, um, we really feel like we're doing the plant justice. Um, we have a very organic view of the plant and that the more that you process this plant, the further and further away from the original benefits that you get. You mentioned health benefits. What are some of those benefits? <clears throat> um, so there's still a lot of research that needs to be done um, in, in our opinion. And But Israel is kind of on the cutting edge of, of the technology and as far as studies go. And um, one big study, it's a little bit older, but it's about the bell curve effect um, of using full spectrum compared to isolate. Um, CBD isolate, and that means the full spectrum is going to be, like I spoke about, going to have total cannabinoid profile, going to have terpenes, flavonoids, all the th- all of the different compounds that are naturally occurring in the hemp plant, and then isolates are just CBD, the, just the CBD compound. Um, and in that study, it kind of, <clears throat> it depicted that the more that they dosed with CBD isolate, it started, it didn't work, it didn't work, and then it, it, they dosed again, and it there was a spike. Um, and then they dosed again, and then it fell off. So it went totally back down to nothing. Um, and this was for inflammation. And then they dosed with full spectrum extracts, and they dosed. It started the line started to increase, started to help. Um, and then as they kept dosing, it it kind of hit a level, and it just kept at that same amount of of influence essentially. Um, so that's one thing that a lot of these studies that we're seeing coming out are not even telling people what they're using for the base of the study. So are they using isolates? Are they using distillates? Are they using full spectrum? What are they using to get these results? Um, so for us, there needs to be a ton more research on, okay, what does isolate do compared to full spectrum? What does distillate do compared to isolate? What does distillate do compared to full spectrum? What does broad spectrum THC-free do? 
So there's a lot of studies that needs to be done still in this industry. Um, but, you know, there are studies coming out with, you know, helping acute pain and chronic pain. CBD is helping that. Epilepsy, obviously. Um, but yeah, there are studies on anti-tumor, on anxiety, and even Alzheimer's, acne. You know, there's studies coming out every seems like every day now, you know, three years ago, there was hardly anything on CBD. Um, but, you know, autism, sleep disorders. So there's just, there's a lot. <laughs> but it's just, I think the key to all of this is understanding what are they using? What is the actual extract mm -hmm. that they're using? Because if, you know, if the study's on full spectrum, and then you're putting isolate on the market and saying it's doing that, or vice versa, you know, um, those are very different products. So that's where I see that there needs to be a lot more study. Okay. That makes a, a ton of sense. Um, I, and going along the lines of, of something you said where not only has there been a lot more research, but I, I know I've seen more and more CBD products out on the market at my grocery store, at my local juice store, all over the place. Um, it, it seems to have exploded in popularity recently. What would you say is responsible for this uh, spike in, in growth in this market? I think there's a few things. Um, I think... One of them is is word of mouth. And when something works for somebody, they're going to tell their friends. Um, so I think that there's been a lot of word of mouth um, about CBD and hemp and its benefits and how people are responding to it. And I think that's encouraging other people to try it and want to try it and want it for different things. And then I think the other thing is CBD applies to so many different, so many different, you know, issues, right? Um, whether you have anxiety, I mean, we have people who decide to take it because they want to help help with, you know, their back pain, but then it ends up helping their neuropathy, you know? So I think it's just it the, the amount of different applications that it has is amazing. Um, so that's a huge, I think that's one reason that it has really spiked in just the amount of influence that it can have on somebody's life and well-being. Um, I think the other thing that has influenced it is honestly the lack of regulation. Um, in a way, it's held it back, but in a way, it's opened the door for a lot of people to get into the industry um, that may not have, you know, done it. So that's a good and a bad thing, right? We want, at RAD, we want more regulation because we want to make sure that we are, everybody who has CBD products are putting products that are safe for the public, um, that have gone through testing, that are, that are made safe with safe, you know, safe safety in, in, in the forefront of your mind. So as a newer industry, I'm sure that there's a lot of questions that buyers have, um, companies have in this space. What are the biggest myths or questions that you get asked? Yeah. So I think that, you know, we're mostly B2B, we're all B2B. Um, but I think one of the big B2B questions or myths um, that we have to deal with is changing the way that that our buyers think about hemp and hemp extracts and CBD. And 
in a world full of um, isolates and you know isolated compounds to get immediate results, this is not it's it's not a it's not a a fix it all right. CBD isn't a fix it all, and it also is unique in the fact that the more pro the more that you clean it up or process it, the fur the further away from the original benefits that you get right. Um, so when you are a lot of like distillation and isolation, you're cleaning up the extract, you're removing things out of it to make it look like a cleaner product or to make it a higher concentration of CBD. But what the myth is, is that that's a better product, right? But it's not because you need to have all of those phytocannabinoids. You need to have all the terpenes, you need to have flavonoids, uh, fatty acids in there to help it be more bioavailable to our bodies and to help everything work together. So I think that's a huge myth that we've had to overcome um, in the industry. And, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like white bread, you know, um, white bread is, looks, looks pretty and it's, you know, tastes, it tastes like white bread. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you make like stone ground homemade bread, there's protein, there's fiber, there's nutrients, it's nutrient dense, and you're going to get way more out of a stone ground bread than you are a white bread, right? And I think that's the kind of way we need to start looking at CBD is there's so much more to a full spectrum and you're going to get so many more benefits to that than if you're just going to go eat your white bread. Uh, and is it still bread? Yes, but you're not getting all those other nutrients um, in your body with the isolate or distillate. So yeah, that I would say that's a big one. And then I think another huge one for buyers is just understanding solvents being used for processors. You know, we use only food grade alcohol here. We don't touch anything else. Um, there's processors that are using like other other extraction methods that um, they're cutting corners and isopropyl or denatured ethanol. Um, and we, I think just making sure that the solvents being used are food grade, um, high quality, and you're sourcing responsibly. Yeah. It, it sounds like a lot of education on your part to the buyer um, right now in this industry. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> That's pretty much 98% of my job is literally just education because there's a lot to it. I can imagine. And is there a certification organization that exists right now specifically um, for CBD products, Kate? Yeah. So there's no, every state is going to vary um, depending on what your state's regulations are. Um, there is the U.S. Hemp Authority certification, which we actually are get in the process of getting that finalized. Um, mm -hmm. So we will be U.S. Hemp Authority certified um, once that our, our audit comes back, which we had it last week. So that's very exciting, and they have pretty decent standards. Um, we are also becoming CGMP, which is Good Manufacturing Practices compliant um, for dietary supplements. So that should be totally finished by 2020. Um, but so it, to answer your question, there's not necessarily regulations across the board that are mm -hmm. that are cohesive, right? Um, but there are regulations in each, I mean, there should be regulations in each, each state. And then there's also, com or there's also companies like U.S. Hemp Authority um, that are trying to help 
regulate and self-regulate this industry so that the FDA doesn't have to come down and shut everyone down because there's some bad players, right? Um, we want to kind of make sure that we're doing everything in our power to make sure that we're bringing a safe, a safe product to the consumers and that we have safety built into every, every step of our process. Are there any other challenges or what do you see for the future of, of this industry, Kate? So it's really an exciting industry because there's so many applications, right? You can do topicals, you can do ingestibles, you can do, uh, hopefully with the FDA's regulations, we'll be able to do foods. Um, so it's a really exciting industry because it's, it's something new and it's something exciting. It's a, it's an exciting offering for customer for our, com- our customers. Um, so I think that's <clears throat> the really cool thing about CBD and hemp extracts and hemp in general is just there's a lot of opportunity um, in this industry. I think the challenges are going to be regulation. Um, I think that's an opportunity and a challenge at the same time. Um, we are trying to be ahead of regulation and make sure that we're doing things better than regulation could even tell us to do them. Um, but I think that's going to be a challenge for the industry is as regulation comes down, people who aren't doing their best to go above and beyond, especially with no regulation, um, I think that's going to close the door for a lot of people um, because it does take money. It takes work. It takes time to get these compliant processes in place. Um, so I think that it's a good thing and a bad thing because, you know, there's going to be some some companies that are going to get lost in, in the regulation because they can't meet it. That makes sense. So it sounds like many opportunities ahead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for speaking with me today, Kate, and coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Maggie Shin. See you next time.